When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. We're off to the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket, part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group, where Jane Pickett uh, joins me. Good morning to you, Jane. Uh, good afternoon. Good morning, Patricia. Uh, how, are you do- how are you doing on, on a wet day? I suppose this is a kind of a relevant uh, question. Somebody said, out for the walk this morning uh, with our border collie and we got caught out in a downpour of rain. I've come, come home and he is stinking of that wet dog smell. How do you get rid of that? Oh, story of our lives as dog owners. It's always a challenge, isn't it? We have to live in a rainy country. Yeah. Um, yeah, that smell, it's, you know, it's, it's a really difficult one. What I'd say is, you know, we're in the height of summer now. We just had a little downpour. Hopefully the weather won't last. But I would arm yourself with, uh, with a shampoo so that when you get home and you have that really bad wet dog smell, it might be best just to pop them into the bath or pop them into the shower and give them a good suds up with a dog safe shampoo. And generally, I suppose the, the, the wet dog smell that we get is, I suppose, it, it's pretty much just bringing out the smell that may already be there. It's kind of like the dog's body odour to a degree. Um, so if you give them a good old wash when they get home, if they have that mega wet dog smell, they'll be lovely and warm. Um, firstly and you'll be able to give him a good blast and dry off afterwards um, but it'll hopefully get rid of the wet dog smell and replace it with something else nice yeah, so what I'd normally yeah. recommend is don't however tempted you are and use human shampoo is the one thing I would say because it's built for a very different skin pH 
um, than our dogs and cats. It's very much like, let's say, adult human and baby shampoo. They're a little bit different. So we wouldn't want to go mixing up human shampoo with dog shampoo. Um, so contact your local vet. Sometimes they'll have like dog safe shampoos or your local pet shop and they'll be able to, to guide you in the right direction. I had a friend of mine who was in the shower and she picked up the dog shampoo uh, by mistake and it was only after she had washed her hair and she said she had the greatest shine ever on her on her hair. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't continue using it but she said she had a great shine she couldn't get over it. Okay. Now Martina's been on to us uh, with uh, an email in question for Jane please. I have a two year old golden retriever who has developed a fear of going to the vet since she was neutered. It was about eight months ago. He gets very anxious and stressed any time we take him to the vet. He won't let the vet near him for any form of an examination. He's due to get his vaccinations, but again, he got so stressed, we had to abandon the appointment and rearrange a new date. It's very sad to see the dog get so stressed. He's a very pleasant and placid dog, but just gets so fearful when we get anywhere near the vets. Is there any way of getting a vaccination in a tablet form that we could administer at home? Or is there any way I can prepare him for a trip to the vet? Okay. Oh, it breaks my heart to hear this because, you know, the patients that we see generally as vets, we have the privilege of seeing happy patients running through the door a lot of the time for their preventative visits. But we do generally have a few on our books every practice has that are really nervous to come in. And sometimes that'll have happened after they've been ill for a period and been hospitalised, for example, and they kind of associate that feeling of not feeling so well with being in the building and then having vets and nurses around them. Or it can happen after a surgery, for example. Um, because, you know, it's, it's it's a big day out having a neutering surgery for, for a, a young dog. So it's a lot of new experiences they may not have had before. Um, and so it, it also, can I say, shows what a great memory they have. Mm, they do have a really great memory. Yeah. Um, and they're very clever at these things. They can know you're leaving for the vet before you even leave the house a lot of the time, I think. Um, I think really what we need to try and do is replace some of those kind of feelings of fear and anxiety that your pet has with happier ones. And that's probably not going to happen all of a sudden. It sounds like your vet did a really brilliant job trying to, you know, put them at ease and, you know, do as much as they could, but to not push it too far. And, you know, obviously we need to get his vaccinations done to keep him protected um, from all the serious diseases that that guards against. But balancing that with not making his fear and anxiety worse. What I would say is have a chat to your vet. They're probably well aware that he's a bit worried inside the building now, given your previous experience. But have a chat to them about whether they do happy visits or something like that. So let's say, for example, in our practice, we sometimes have pets that are nervous, anxious, fearful, come in for a little scheduled visit with a nurse or a vet, and we're not going to do anything medical. We'll just have them in, have them walk around the consult room, maybe stand up on the examination table, have some treats, a little pat or rub, be told they're the best boy or girl in the world, and then they'll go home again. And sometimes we'll do that a number of times in a row. It's usually quick, and most practices, if you ask, will facilitate something like that. Um, And that can, over time, take away a little bit of the fear associated with being in the building, being in that environment, being around those smells again. And slowly you'll be able to work up to having a bit of an examination done and then hopefully get back to normal again. What I will say is, though, if your pet is really, really fearful, have a chat to your vet about it because there are medications that we can give pets sometimes in advance of them coming to the clinic. Now, this is not appropriate in every single situation and your own vet knowing your situation and your pet is going to be the best person to advise you on whether that's suitable or not. But there are some calming medications, not necessarily sedatives, but they can take away a bit of the anxiety that sometimes we would prescribe for patients who are particularly fearful and let's say have a procedure that they need doing this that's in their, in their best interest, but 
you know, is a bit time sensitive. So have a chat with your vet, but I'd say try and prioritise the happy visits, maybe bringing them in once in a while, but make sure you, you work closely with your practice to make sure it's a, a time that they can facilitate or, or a service that they can do. But best of luck, I think it may just take a little bit of time to get back on track. Somebody says, could you go into the vet's practice and just buy the vaccination and administer it yourself? No, no, I wouldn't recommend no, that. No, so, okay. Yeah, so unfortunately the vaccinations, they, they, they are prescription only. And okay. I think the important thing is a lot more happens at a vaccination appointment than just giving the vaccination. So it's their annual health exam. Yeah, yeah, although check-up. you or I, yeah, although you or I may not visit the doctor once a year for an annual health checkup, we, we can tell somebody if we don't feel well. We can tell somebody if there's something going on. Whereas our pets, unfortunately, they don't have that voice, they don't have that privilege. So it's really... The annual visit is really super essential from a health point of view, never mind the vaccine, although that's important in its own right, to make sure that we're picking up on the early signs of any problems so that we can get ahead of them um, and get out there and participate with treatment or management if need be. So it's really important to come in for your vaccinations to your vet. And unfortunately, vaccines, let's say the the annual vaccine that we all know and love that prevents the, the major serious diseases is only available in, in the needle vaccination. There are other vaccinations out there that are do different things like the canine cough vaccine and sometimes they can be given orally but they are very different and protect against very different diseases so unfortunately no an injection is essential you have to go in you have to bring the dog Mm -hmm. in unfortunately my Jack Russell says another listener is up to date with all of the vaccinations etc he seems to be eating at his paws and scratching a lot is there anything I could do? No bless him I think he sounds like he's itchy to be honest Um, so Inviting at the feet is kind of the equivalent of us itching the easiest part of our body to get to because their paws are right there in front of them. So if they're generally itchy on their body, sometimes we'll notice that they'll bite their feet. They might be itchy all over, just that's the bit that they can get to easily. Um, I would suspect that it could be something really common. Uh, so it could just be, I suppose, parasites are top of the list sometimes. Sometimes we can have allergies, something out in the environment. A lot of us have hay fever around this time of year. Dogs don't exactly get hay fever, but they can get allergies to different kinds of, of um, or, or let's say different kinds of allergens out in the environment to do with plants. Or it could be something like a bacterial overgrowth or a yeast overgrowth. The really important thing is there's a number of different things that could be going on. Many of them are very, very manageable. It's really important to take your pet now before it gets any worse to the vet so that they can assess the situation and maybe do a little bit of testing. Sometimes it's quite common that vets will take a little sample of, let's say, in between the toes with a little bit of tape to look at under a microscope, for example. Every vet does it a little bit differently, but there are ways and means that we have to getting to the bottom of the situation and helping your pet get rid of that itch because it's really quality of life. Nobody likes seeing their pet have have a really stressful, distressing itch um, that they can't quite get to. So it's really important just to make sure they're comfy um, and get them some help for that. Well, we all know ourselves if you have an itch, you nearly, you nearly go mad mm. with it. It's it's uh, shocking. Uh, somebody said on that poor dog with the phobia to, to the vet, uh, bringing the dog in several times to get acquainted and established is a fantastic idea uh, before treatment. Well done to Jane on that advice. And a Bantry listener says, could you please ask Jane any tips on introducing a new puppy to an older dog. The older dog is 11 and at the moment is showing signs he absolutely hates the new puppy. Okay. <laughs> oh, it's always a tough situation, I suppose. What I would say is, you know, don't lose heart. Bear with it. It'll probably settle down. But the one thing I think that, I suppose the biggest top tip I could give you is make sure that your older dog has some space and peace and quiet and isn't continually confronted with the puppy. You know, kind of like just keeping him around the puppy 24 hours a day, immersion therapy, it doesn't work very well. 
that little dog will need time and rest to sleep. He's kind of in his older years, isn't he? He's well established in the household and now he has this young whippersnapper coming in invading his space. And that can be great. Some some older dogs really adapt well and it gives them kind of a new lease of life to have a new buddy. But others are a little bit more resistant to the idea. So I would probably try introducing the puppy in small doses to your older dog and then maybe keeping the puppy in a separate area from your older dog for the, the majority of the day and gradually increasing that time. Now, obviously, that's not going to be feasible in every situation, in every household, but you can do things to, to try and separate them a little bit. I think for puppies, doing things like crate training is really, really great um, because they that kind of becomes their little den that they can go and uh, chill out and that's their safe space. But also, importantly, if the puppy's in the crate for part of the day, it means that your older dog gets a break. So I think it's just a case of slowly, slowly increasing the time there together. Um, and I'm sure things will adjust. There's always going to be a little period of upheaval when you have a new pet in the household, even if there's not a huge, huge age difference. But it can be a little bit tougher when you have a golden oldie in the house. So best of luck. Yeah, and, and, fe- and I assume feeding separately, uh, Jane, because oh, the older yeah, dog absolutely. would be... Yeah, yeah. I, I think that goes, that goes without question. Absolutely keep all of their resources separate. So... Feed them in a different place, totally out of sight of each other, not just across the room, different rooms. Give them separate water bowls, separate toys. Don't expect them to share because their their smells will be kind of intermingling yet and they won't be comfortable kind of sharing things yet. Make sure they just have all of their own stuff. Okay, but they will get on eventually. Jane, as always, thank you for that. Have a lovely week. We'll chat next Thursday. You too. Thank Thanks you a million. Much. That is Jane Pickett of the Islandwood Veterinary Hospital in Newmarket. It is part of the Mill Street Veterinary Group. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc.